0: To another broadcast of Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Blog Talk, Satan's Rapture.com, Rapture.org, our band site. I'm here with my co-host, Lorraine. Hey.
1: Hi. How are you today?
0: Okay. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, thanks.
0: How's the broadcast sound?
1: It sounds pretty good.
0: It's coming in okay?
1: It seems to be coming in okay.
0: Yeah, cause I was playing around with this Wi-Fi and stuff today, trying to get it to stay more of a, stay locked in. But anyway.
1: Oops, here I go again. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. You know, as
0: I always start the show, bad but true, pathetic but pathetic is the only radio broadcast that I know of anywhere. Well, in the English language anyway, that did teaching the whole truth of the gospel from Genesis to Revelation and back again. Not piece of a truth, not part of a truth, but the whole truth. And it's so important because Jesus said, you know, the truth will set us free. You know, we talk a lot about, right. And we talk a lot about Bible prophecy. And the Bible clearly, it teaches us the, the prophecy of a church of Philadelphia and two raptures. Did there are two rapture events and not one. And the first event is for the faithful, God's faithful remnant, the Church of Philadelphia. That's the church in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, who keeps his word. With well, what does it mean to do that? Well, it means they're keeping his word pure and in practice. Because if... If his word is falsehood creeps in, that will lead a person astray, and then it's going to produce a whole range of of bad fruit. Yeah, so that's that's what happens. People think that they they say one prayer once in whatever form, and they're guaranteed heaven. Well, they're going to live a their life's because they're going to think they could do whatever they want, and they're going to heaven where they think they're going to be do whatever they want and they're going to be raptured in the heaven. And that's none of what Jesus taught. He taught that only the worthy church of Philadelphia is going to be uh, taken to heaven in the first of two raptures. So it's kind of important, I would say, to get what Jesus is saying down, right?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Right. I mean, to keep perseverance his word is the truths he gave us uh not the words of man not the words of the devil his words so we want to build our house upon his words jesus clearly told us what did he build what did he come to build a church upon he said the revelation of who he is his true identity and that was revealed to by god himself that's what jesus says Jesus asked his disciples, he took them to a quiet mountain place, and he asked them, who am I? And some, they were confused. Some said, well, maybe you're a prophet, or maybe you're Jeremiah, or maybe you're Elijah. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Peter comes out with a statement. And he says to Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of a living God. You are the Christ, Messiah, the son of a living God. So God has, and there he is. And Jesus, you notice, Lorraine, he didn't correct Peter. He didn't say to Peter, you're wrong. This is true or that's true. He said, blessed are you. And he called him Peter. He never. His name was Simon. He called him Peter, means the rock. And he said, blessed are you, Peter, for my father himself has shown you this truth. And upon this truth, I will build my church that's the cornerstone it's the of when you build a building you lay a cornerstone that's the cornerstone the major stone of his church and he said even the gates of hell will not prevail against it so I'd say it's very important to get that cornerstone correct and Jesus Jesus said with this corner with the church built upon this rock Even the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So that church has the power of God against evil. And through the ages, since 200 years after Jesus made that statement, Christianity changed. And they changed who Jesus is back then into a a Trinity God. Uh, based on the the Hindu Trinity, uh, uh, three gods in one: a god called the Father, a god called the Son, the god called the Holy Spirit, and they made them three as one, and that became Christian. So it, that's not that's not the 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 rock that, that Jesus came to build his church, is it? Right. I mean, that's, right. That's not the cornerstone of Christianity. So a church built upon that pagan God concept isn't going to have God, isn't going to have the power of God, isn't going to have anything to do with God. That's what Jesus is telling us. That's a very controversial statement, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, that is a very controversial statement. And, you know, there's a lot of people – well, some people that are, go to these churches and they're, they're very – they read the Bible and they're confused. They're very confused as to who is Jesus. Is he the son of the living God? Is he – well, is he the son of God? Is he God the son? Is he God? And the consensus in most most churches is that Jesus – so if you say, no, he's not, he's the son of God, right away it, it causes a a conflict.
1: hmm
0: it's a big conflict, but that's why you notice, Lorraine, when when what God spoke to Peter. He didn't say, you are the Christ, the Son of God, because that could easily be flipped into God the Son, can it?
1: Right.
0: Right. He said, you are the Son of a living God. Because the disciples and Jesus, they all were, were Hebrew. They believed in one God. One God alone, the creator of everything. And God's revealing that he has a son. He begot a son from himself. When Jesus was mm-hmm. baptized, the Holy Spirit ascended upon Jesus as a dove. And there was a bright light, and people heard the voice of God. And what did God say? He said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Follow him. Do what he said. That's, again, his son. John 3.16, he gave his only begotten son. How many times have you heard that verse, Lorraine, in A your lot. life? A lot. A lot. But people, Right, but people, they, they say it and they keep repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. But they're not analyzing what does it mean, begotten son the word begotten, bring into existence, to give birth to. So God created Jesus from himself. Now, later on in the book of Revelation, Jesus echoes the same thing. He says to one church, he says, he's the firstborn of creation, or the first of God's creation, the true witness of God. So Jesus, again, is agreeing with his father. He's the son of a living God. The Church of Philadelphia, that's what all the churches were based upon in the Book of Revelation in ninety AD or ninety six AD when it was written. But through the centuries and all these changes and the advent of the Trinity and all this paganism of Christianity, it all got lost. Thing that didn't get lost is the Church of Philadelphia is the same today as it was um 1900 years ago almost 2000 years ago it's a yeah. church that that keeps his word with perseverance what's the word of god the word of god is the truth of god it's not it's not the bible the bible is a book it's it's the truth contained in the book right
1: The Bible is 66 books,
0: isn't it? Right, right. But, I mean, the Word of God itself is not the Bible. It's the truth contained in the Bible. That would would be the Word of God. If you say, well, who who does the Bible teach Jesus? That becomes the cornerstone of, of the Word of God. The Word of God is the truth of God. And then the Holy Spirit gives us the power and the ability to follow it. We can't really follow it on our own, a lot of it. It's too difficult. God gives us the power to follow the words of God. So it's just very important that, we, you know, you interpret the Bible. You can't interpret the Bible based on two or three verses. You have to read everything the Bible says on a topic in order to find the truth of what it's saying. You know what I mean, All right. Larry. If you want to see who Jesus really is, you have to read everything he spoke about who he is. Put the whole thing together, and then you'll see who he is, like a puzzle. And the Holy yeah. Spirit so, goes to the Church of the Philadelphia. Old the Old right?
1: Testament also talks about who Jesus is.
0: Well, yeah, the Old Testament talks about Jesus, who he is, in some places in cryptic in like hidden terms and psalm 2 actually god declares who he is he says this is my son today i have begotten him i've created him i brought him into existence that's pretty powerful isn't it
1: yeah right
0: but at the time when jesus came the uh israel had had been let a lot of most of israel was left l- led astray they were lost. They mm-hmm. didn't even understand their own scripture. They didn't even understand the Messiah would be the son of God. And uh, when the Pharisees asked Jesus, they didn't ask him, are you God? They knew the scripture. They said, are you the son of God? That's the exact question they asked them. And Jesus said, yes, I am. That was his death sentence, really. But, see, they didn't ask him, are you God? They didn't say, "Are you God in the flesh? Are you the Creator?" No they said, "Are you the Son of God?" so they knew they knew what Psalm two said a lot a lot of Judaism may have not known, but they obviously knew what it said, didn't they right uh, and and most of a lot of rabbis and people in Israel today know what Psalm two says that's why they reject the Trinity doctrine. Because that's three gods in one. It's not what the Old Testament taught. Just like God said, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. Not three gods in one, not three gods. Three. See, so right there, they, they these are the arguments why, you know, Judaism, why they, they reject the Trinity doctrine. Because it goes against the Old Testament. And Psalm 2. And, and um, some other places. But basically, the Church of Philadelphia is the church that will be raptured out of this world before the apocalypse. And they're the church that follows Jesus in spirit and truth. And they're the church that believes Jesus is the Christ, the son of a living God. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Maybe you have some questions there, Lorraine, and maybe someone listening does. You can give us a call at 347-426-3416, and we'll be right back. Okay. Just the little carnival music for this circus that we're looking around, that Christianity's become. It's 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 a mess. And welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Blog Talk, Satan'sRapture.com, and .org, our band site. I'm here with my co-host, Lorraine. So what do you think, Lorraine? Um, who Jesus is, his identity, is, is the key, is the first step of all of all of our walk with God.
1: Right, I agree. I agree. You got to know that first.
0: Right. right, that's the first step. It's not the and for. It's the first step. It's just like Jesus said, "Where two or three gather in My name, I'm there in your midst." What does it mean in His name? It means who He is, His identity, not just a name, but who He is. Joe Biden isn't just a man; he has an identity, doesn't he? He's the right. President of the United States. So Jesus has an identity. Who is he? He's the son of a living God. He's a true son of God. That's it's a big thing. So around the world today, there is a scattered remnant of people who were following Jesus in spirit and truth or being led in the follow Jesus as the spirit and truth. They at least got the first step rate. Right. Uh, how many? We don't know. Uh, I'm hoping that God raises up one real physical church of Philadelphia with a real powerful global message to really reach people and really challenge people and have people respond to to leave these churches that aren't following the truth to follow him in spirit and truth and to probably return to how it was in the beginning in small little home meetings of two, three, and four people because very few people really want the truth of the Bible. I believe it could be as low as 144,000 people, uh-huh. which, which is not a lot of people. It, scattered around the world, in one group it's a lot of people. It's two Super Bowl stadiums. But you really look at Christianity today, and the vast majority of people, they do not want – the truth of God. They want to follow their truth, what they want, something easy to tells them what they want to hear. But isn't it not it easy to believe? Well, you say it, you repent once, and you're guaranteed heaven. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's one verse Bible, right?
1: Right. You might as well just have one verse in a Bible and get it all over with. Right, and then <laughs> you don't. Right. You don't then, have to do anything else, right? <laughs>
0: Right, and then you could add a prophetic verse, and and then everyone that repents once is guaranteed a rapture in the air. So come right. to Jesus, save a sinner's prayer, you're guaranteed heaven and a rapture in the air. So that'd be a two-verse Bible. And then you right. can throw John 3.16 in and mistranslate it, and that's a three-verse Bible. But that's basically what people want today. They want a three-verse Bible because that will allow them to do Whatever they want to do, whatever they want to say, whatever they want to pray, whatever they want to follow, and delude themselves that, hey, they're going to go to heaven. That's the problem today. That's where these teachings go. Uh, Trinity doctrine is always connected to belief in the Trinity. You're going to heaven. See how dangerous it becomes? Yes. Yeah, I I don't think you're going to find a church on this planet that um every single thing correct except for who Jesus is. I don't I don't think it works like that. But what where where is the Holy Spirit today? What is he trying to do? What is the Holy Spirit trying to do today? Well, Jesus said seven times to the seven churches in Revelation let he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So he's obviously, he's talking to the churches, right? He's speaking to believers. And what is he telling them? To to accept the truth. He's showing them to to follow the truth. He's, he's leading them to accept who Jesus is to start, isn't he? If yes. he came to lead us into the truth, well, that's the most important truth, right? Let's see well, that a, a... I, think
1: the, I think the foundation is definitely that Jesus Christ is the begotten Son of God. I think that's the first foundational um, cornerstone that has to be in place for the foundation yeah. of everything else in the Word.
0: Exactly. That's the start of it all, and That's why you have you have there are two million churches that proclaim the Trinity in this world today, approximately. But none of them have the power of God. Why? People want to know why. Why don't they see miracles and healings and all these things they read about? Because they've changed the Bible. Well, you
1: don't see them in those churches, but there are other churches that are teaching correctly, and you do see miracle healing.
0: On a small basis, but we're talking these Trinity churches. I mean, if somebody's out there teaching Trinity and praying for people and laying hands on them, God's not going to heal people, because then he's putting a seal of approval on the Trinity. He's saying, see, this is the truth, that's why I'm healing, but it's not who he told us he'd be going against his own words. If he told us Jesus is the Christ, the son of a living God, then that's who he is. If I laid hands on 10 people and 10 people were healed, right? And whatever they're sick with. And and the media asked me, well, why were your prayers? Why did this happen? I'd say because I'm teaching that Jesus is who God told us he is, the Christ the son of a living God. So see how it works.
1: Well, I cannot uh, get behind with the thought that God is not merciful and he does not heal people that are in all walks of life. He's not a respecter of persons.
0: He's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of his truth, of his words, of, uh, 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 of who he is, of his son is. If, if God would heal people in the name of the Trinity, he defeated his own purpose. He would make people believe in the Trinity, and every lie that would but, follow the Trinity.
1: Most See, people are praying, like, in the name of the Trinity. They're not praying that way. Most of the people in these churches are praying in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: Well, they're praying in the name of Jesus, but not for that Jesus that's the Son of a living God. They're praying. So what you're in the is they're pulling to Jesus as God, as God, right? As one, right? As one of the three gods in one, and it's it's obvious in their tracks. It's obvious if you ask them. If you go up and ask them who is Jesus, they'll say he's God the Son. They'll say he's both, but you can't be both. See, it's just a world of confusion. And if you say to one of these million millions of Trinity Church pastors and preachers, well. I think that God's leading me to uh, Jesus isn't part of a trinity. He's the son of God. They would tell you, no, no, that's the devil. The devil's trying to lead you away. See, see how confusing it gets for some people. That If a person, Lorraine, if a person's truly seeking the truth of God today in a church, they're going to have a lot of confusion and, and problems. If they're not seeking the truth, if they're can, happy with what they're hearing well, they're not going to have a problem, right? It's those that did mm-hmm. really want to know the truth are Can going to have really a problem.
1: I, I didn't quite understand. What you're trying to say.
0: Okay, if you're, if you're accepting everything you're hearing in the church, you're not going to have any problem. If you're questioning what you're being taught, then you're going to have some problems, right? If you're wondering who Jesus really is in the church today, you're going to have a lot of problems. Because you're not going to get straight answers. You're not going to get a true answer. So you're going to have more confusion or chaos.
1: If you're asking a lot of questions and doubting what your preacher is telling you and your teacher, or your whoever is above you there in the church, and you're in the church building, I want to make that clear. Because people that actually believe that God is the Father, that Jesus is the begotten Son, and that there is the Holy Spirit, they... The body is the temple, and we have to They don't. don't. So I want to make it clear that in a church building is different than the body of Christ.
0: Well, the body of Christ is all those, according to Jesus, the body of Christ are all those that believe he is the son of a living God. A lot of people say begotten, but they don't even know what the word means. If you say it means brought into existence, they'll say, they'll they'll they will argue with that. They'll say Jesus wasn't brought into existence. He's God. He always existed. So a lot of people are, are using that word, but they don't have they don't understand what the word means. But okay, it, it, right, that's a problem. But the true body of Christ are those that accept who Jesus is. If you accept Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a Living God. You're part of his true church now you may not be following everything else right you you may you may be a disaster a person may that's who that's how you become part of his true church so a lot of people throw the word "begotten around very loosely but they don't know what it means. I've heard so many preachers on Easter and Christmas quote john three sixteen if God loved the world, he gave his only begotten son and in the next breath they'll flip it there, but he's God the Son. No no he isn't. See, so they don't understand what the word means. That's that's a problem. It's a big problem. But Christianity definitely needs a wake up call, it needs a shake up. And you know, if if tomorrow morning God raptured the Church of Philadelphia around the world is faithful remnant. The people that are following him in spirit and truth, it'd be a very confusing thing for people because they wouldn't know who these people were and why. But if it becomes a movement and you have 144,000, quote, John the Baptist out there preaching and teaching and talking and see how it changed change things and challenge things. Right. It would really shake things up, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, of it was,
0: yeah. It would it would cause a great a great shaking up in the theological world, and that's really what's needed because today it is a total mess. People are very confused. So if you're if a person is in a church or not, but they're wondering, you know, who really is Jesus by reading what the Holy Spirit's showing them. Most people they talk to are going to tell them, no, you're wrong. He, he's he's God the Son. He's always existed. He's not he's not the Son of a living God. He's not the Son of a living God. That's what they're really going to tell you. I used to be told that many times when I questioned the, the Trinity to people. They just don't want to believe that he's truly the Son of a living God, that there's only one true God who begot, created a Son. They don't know, Lorraine, what the word begotten means. If you tell them what it means to say oh, no I don't believe then they wouldn't believe that then they'd believe something else you see they just don't understand what the word means and overall once trinity became the official religion of doctrine of christianity in 325 AD you can see why it still is today i mean it's synonymous with christianity not and some some people are starting to, you know, uh, they're questioning this, and their questioning usually runs into a, a dead end. That's unfortunately what happens. It, it becomes uh, you're told you're you're listening to the devil. I've heard people say that, you know that, Lorraine. They actually say you're listening to the devil.
1: Yeah. I I can understand where people would come from that with the belief that Exactly. The the beliefs that are out there and the different teachings and stuff.
0: But right, but it's so important that we get down who Jesus is
1: and that's the key to to
0: it all. So we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back here, Doomsday Talk Radio.
1: Okay. Hail Mary, full of grace, the
0: Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of the womb, Main fan sites. I'm here with my co-host Lorraine. Hey Lorraine.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: Whatever did ha- Whatever happened to Mary? Well, she started off as this humble little servant girl who was told that she would give birth to the son of God. Then she became elevated to this intercessor between God and man when Jesus is the intercessor and in the coming religion of Antichrist, she's going to be, uh, they're going to claim she was impregnated by aliens. Yeah, they're actually going to teach that. You know that?
1: I did not know that.
0: Yes, they will. Yep, And they're going to put an alien spin on the whole Bible and they're going to teach that uh, we were created by aliens, not God. So everybody's going to have to choose who who made us. Are we created by aliens who are going to teach us to become a God? Or were we created by God? And of course, who do you think's the head of the uh the good aliens, Lorraine? no idea. The devil. Lucifer. Oh, okay. That's the coming religion. It's gonna sweep this world. Bible says it's gonna be thinking
1: about robots for some reason. I was thinking about artificial intelligence.
0: <laughs> no, well okay, beyond them but but they actually you know that's what's coming that's that a lot of people more and more people are starting to believe in this this religion of ancient aliens and um that's what's coming to the world the bible says there's going to be a great falling away from the faith millions and millions of people are just going to totally trash christianity altogether and follow this doctrine follow the antichrist times millions so we're, we're a great falling away will come, but first will come the rapture of the Church of Philadelphia of God's faithful remnant. That's why it's so important. That's why we stress so, and why why doctrine is so important. Why getting it right is so important? Because if you don't get it right, you got it wrong, and getting it wrong will lead you far away from God. One day you'll look that's what would happen you,
1: you cut out there for the first time today
0: oh okay well that's why it's so important of who Jesus is you can't you can't get around that the importance of a cornerstone it's like Jesus said build your house upon the rock not sinking sand well a house built on Jesus is the Christ the son of a living God is built on the rock and a house built on anything else is sinking sand it, it won't hold up it'll collapse that makes sense right Yep. that's what he was telling us so of course that's what the holy spirit is striving with man with with the churches with right now he's striving with the churches to get it right to accept get come into the light step out of this, this darkness out of this falsehood and a lot of people just they, they like they like being where they're at and that's where they want to remain they can't remain there forever can't sit on the fence forever when it gets kicked out from under you but that's where they're they're just sitting at the moment and it's it's a very sad thing but that's why we we do this broadcast to show people you know there may be one person out there listening struggling with who jesus is and they hear this and that's exactly what i believe yeah that's what i that's what i've been led by the holy spirit you know to accept that jesus is truly the son of god not not just son is an actual son not not god the son of god jesus never taught that he's god and to most of Christianity to make the statement I just made is heresy, isn't it? It's 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 a, it's evil. They'll actually say it's evil, won't they?
1: Well I know the the Christianity said it, was it was evil for for uh, for that, for Jesus, even saying that he was who he was.
0: Well, they said it was wrong for Jesus to even say he's the son of God. But I mean, today, right. if you don't if you don't say if you say Jesus isn't God, He's the Son of God, that causes a great conflict in the churches. And it would cause a great conflict, wouldn't it? Because well, people
1: conflict really.
0: Right, and it will cause more. But with comes a host of every false doctrine, because Jesus never taught you can do whatever you want and go to heaven. Uh, that was not what what his uh, what he taught, is it? He never taught that. You read the letter to the seven churches. He said the six churches, I have this against you. Repent, or bam, you're going into the tribulation. Horrible things are going to happen. So he never was he never was good with uh, with damage it does when you follow it. Never. He was he was never he was never cool with that. Well, right, you have
1: to repent. Repentance is not a permission slip to do it all over again, repent, and keep doing it and repenting and repenting and repenting. Oh, gee, I'm sorry, let me do this again. Oh, gee, I'm sorry, and you keep doing the same thing over and over again.
0: Right, that's not repentance. I I
1: don't think it's like a permission slip to do the same thing over and over again.
0: Right, that would be just like, right, it's not, right, it's just playing a game, like the license to sin, just a game over. Over and over, the game goes. That's not what Jesus taught. He's not his gospel. Uh, the Trinity is not his gospel. It's not what it's not. It's not the revelation God gave us. We want to build our house upon the truth of God. That's the only thing that exists in heaven is God and His truth. You can't separate God from His truth. You can't separate His Spirit from the truth.
1: Okay, so, well, speaking on on his truth, we had an interesting conversation earlier today, and it's regarding the Lord's Prayer. Now, Jesus taught us to pray like that. I know the people are A lot of people pray on their own and just pray what the Holy Spirit leads them and stuff, but is it the Lord's Prayer that we should really be praying?
0: Well, I would say that's the primary prayer we should be praying. And I'll tell you why the more you think about it. What does the Lord's Prayer do? The Lord's Prayer encompasses the whole walk with God, doesn't it?
1: Say that again because you cut out again.
0: Okay. The Lord's Prayer encompasses a person's entire walk with God from A to Z, doesn't it? It is. Well, well, because if you go through it line by line, it's encompassing everything they believe and do.
1: So, you know,
0: right. But what I will, but what I'm saying is it's going to take a little time to go through the whole thing and one line by line. But most of the time people will ask, maybe they could, somebody could call the show and they could say they want prayer and say, well, what, what do you want? What do you want prayer for times out of 10 Ninety-nine times out of, they want to be healed of something, and um, you could say to them, "Well, why don't we pray the Lord's prayer together?" And they could say, "Okay," or they don't know the Lord's prayer, then repeat it after me. Or after me, or they could refuse to pray the Lord's prayer. But if you go through the Lord's prayer with a person line by line. It encompasses their whole walk with God. Like they want prayer, they're sick. Say they have cancer. Well, you could just pray for them, dear God, we cancer sure be removed and all this, but if you pray the Lord's prayer with them, you may get at the reason why why they're sick. Like uh God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and the person may realize that they're not doing God's will. Um, about forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. They may realize they're not forgiving somebody. They're holding a- anger and hatred in their heart against them. Well, that can make them sick. Um, lead us not in the temptation. Well, they could be leading themselves in the temptation every day, right? So I think it's very important to pray the Lord's Prayer, especially with another person, because it will... It's healing it, in itself. It can show a person where they're at and where they need to be. Does, does that make sense?
1: It makes perfect sense. Thank you. Wow.
0: Well, thank you. It's but that's, very not contra- the
1: only but that's not the only prayer you could pray. Because I was looking at some of this because I really had some questions about this. I would have to ask a question about, well, okay, over in Jerusalem you got people – praying and putting their prayers in the wall, okay? And so, of course, these are Jewish people, a lot of them, and they're not following uh, Jesus's teaching anyway. So Jesus was a Jew, right?
0: Right, that's what and he came these as, people
1: right. Are, these people are um, the Jewish faith and the people that have not accepted Jesus as their Messiah are praying into the wailing wall over there and we put pieces of paper or whatever in the foundation of the wall. And then um in 1st Thessalonians in 5:17 it says pray without ceasing. Are we praying the Lord's prayer without ceasing? Because in other areas of the there's a lot of a lot of scripture regarding prayer. Um I was looking it up in the concordance and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of things about prayer. And so I would have to search more, but it says, brethren, pray for us that the word, um, the word for us um, can heal us kind of thing, you know? And in Luke Luke 22, 32, it says, prayed for thee that the, um, uh, Jesus prayed for him that his faith fail him not. So there's specific prayers, and even Jesus prayed a specific prayer, right?
0: Yes, he did. He prayed, but, he... Right, but when we when we pray, that is the primary prayer to pray. It's almost like going through a checklist of our life, yeah. someone else's life. So you could say, we pray really with.
1: Pray. We should really pray the Lord's prayer at least once a day, because in it is, "Forgive us of our sins," right?
0: well in it is the whole christian walk
1: right so I, but mean, I mean you
0: you know but that should be that should be the that's like the hub where everything revolves around the lord's prayer cuz it encompasses okay. everything this is why do people have problems like someone could say well well they're being persecuted by someone well let's pray with the lord's prayer together deliver us from evil well then, you ha Well then, you could say, "Well, they, do you believe that God's going to deliver you from evil?" And then you could see, you know, where a person, where a person's at. Did they, did they believe that? Even the Lord's Prayer, it starts out to God, calling our Father who art in heaven. So it starts out. It's a non-Trinity prayer, isn't it? When you think about it.
1: Right. So. It
0: really starts out with a prayer to the Father alone. God alone,
1: right?
0: So that's it's. I think it, it keeps us centered, it keeps us focused, and it keeps us on the right track. Because somebody, like I right. said, somebody could just want they want prayer for for healing. They have cancer. They want to be healed. They don't want to hear nothing else. That's what they want.
1: Right, but, and, but, and but maybe of,
0: right, maybe they're maybe they have
1: cancer be...
0: because of of the other problems.
1: Okay. A lot of confused people would be Somebody, um, praying to Jesus as he's the father, that he's God.
0: Well, that's why right and that would be that, that would start off thinking, a problem.
1: Right?
0: right, well that would that would start off that the Lord's prayer actually clarifies who God is, doesn't it? Our it Father. Does. It's not calling Jesus our father or the father. So that's right away true. that's If you take it line by line, it clarifies, it's it's all, in. like I said, when people are sick, they want to be healed. But why are they sick? If they pray through the whole Lord's prayer, God may show them why they're sick. Does that make sense? Uh, Maybe they realize um, they're not doing God's will. They're doing their own will, and maybe that's why their prayers aren't being answered. So if somebody says, I don't want to do God's will, pray for me to be healed, what are you going to say to them? Uh, I, don't to I wouldn't know what to
1: be. say. That uh,
0: if somebody says they don't want to do God's will, they just want to be healed, God's not going to heal them. If somebody says uh, they want to be led into temptation, but they right. want to be These healed.
1: These are not magic prayers, right?
0: No. But I think the Lord's Prayer is the primary prayer to pray for ourselves and for other people, because it puts everything in order. God could show a person, "This is what you need to be healed," but this is what you need to do to be healed. Stop doing to be healed. So yeah, I think the Lord's Prayer is is definitely uh, it's been demoted. Among all this false Christianity today, I think it's the most important thing we could pray with someone else. That's what I always uh, uh, do with people. If somebody wants prayer, because it can put everything in perspective for somebody.
1: Right.
0: You know, um, they could say, well, they could realize, hey, they're not doing God's will. Then they ask, guess what happens? Then they're healed. Or they're not forgiving somebody They're full of hate and anger And then they let it go And then they're healed So you can see how the Lord's Prayer can bring healing itself
1: And awareness And
0: awareness, right I- Exactly um, Do you think somebody Somebody calls the show and wants prayer And they're living in adultery You think God's going to
1: You can't hear that
0: Oh, I well, said someone, you, you hear this?
1: You cut out again.
0: Oh, can, you hear, can you hear this one?
1: Yeah, try that again because you're okay. talking about somebody calling the show about adultery and then it cut out.
0: Someone calls the show and they're living in adultery, but they want to be healed of something, healed of high blood pressure. Well, maybe if they stop committing adultery, God will heal their blood pressure.
1: Yeah, because they wanted, they're living they in sin, right?
0: Right. They want it both ways. They want to do whatever they want, believe whatever they want, but they want the benefit of God's healing. And it doesn't work like that. If you want to be healed, you have to do what God says. It's like it says in the Psalms, uh, blessed is God who forgives our sins, who heals our diseases. Well, forgives our sins is first. So, I mean, yeah, the Lord's Prayer is, is the primary prayer there is. And if somebody doesn't want to pray the Lord's Prayer with you, well, they have a real spiritual problem, wouldn't they? If if someone called this Well, show, they, they, might
1: not know, they might not know the Lord's Prayer, number one. And number two, if they came to ask for prayer, um, and they asked you for prayer or me for prayer, I personally would um, um, have to pray for them well i would pray the lord's prayer with them i'd ask them i'd
0: say do you know the? i'd ask them do you know the lord's prayer if they said no i said well i'm going to say it you say it after me if they said yeah they know it they don't want to pray it that's a real problem isn't it right that person would have a, a severe problem wouldn't it
1: right
0: right but see as you even if they never heard it in their life you pray it with them and then say, well, what do you think of that prayer? And they would say, well, I need to do this and that and that. I say, well, okay, and God's showing you that, then you'll be and
1: healed. Now the person's confessing their sins or whatever to you, and that's another part of healing is to confess to one another.
0: Right, but they can't confess anything if you don't read the Lord's doing wrong or right. That's why it's so important. Right. The more you think about it, it is so important. Because it, it puts everything in the right it puts everything in its perspective. A person may realize, hey, they're they're neglecting their family, um to go to go sit in a bar every night. They may realize that's that's their whole problem. So that stop doing that. If you don't read the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer with them, how are they going to know this? See they, they wouldn't. Right, because anyone that's sick wants to be healed. Well, the conviction,
1: the convict, the the Holy Spirit would be the one convicting them.
0: Exactly. If we pray the Lord's prayer with the person,
1: but they may be convicted without the Lord's prayer. The Holy Spirit can convict convict people regardless. But if they ask for prayer,
0: this would this could act. But they could be rejecting that part and just keep praying and praying. And then when you pray for the Lord's Prayer with them, maybe they can't, maybe they accept the conviction.
1: I see, yeah, because then they realize maybe. that maybe the Holy Spirit is witness to them. Then, when they ask to repent of their sins or trespasses against someone else, right? Right. Le- ask God to of- forgive them a right. of our sin when we when we um, forgive others, right? So then it, it becomes now we've got to clean slate and the holy spirit might be witnessing just then right
0: exactly so that's why it's 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 a very important prayer to pray with someone if they don't know it say then pray it with me line by line if they know it and won't pray it they have a real problem they don't want to hear the truth a lot of people do. they just they want to be healed but they don't want to follow god they just want to be healed but, they just
1: want to come to somebody for a magical prayer. You pray for me, I don't have to pray for myself. You pray for me, and I'll be healed. I don't have to pray for myself.
0: So Right, so then they could just go their merry way and keep doing whatever they're doing.
1: But the Lord's Prayer itself is a prayer for ourselves because it says, Our Father, right?
0: Well, it's a prayer for if you're praying with somebody who claims to believe Jesus is the Son of a living God, then you're praying with them, our Father, aren't you?
1: Right, but the whole it's also pra- to pray for ourselves too, right? Right,
0: so we'd be praying for ourselves as well.
1: It's, it's right. a very powerful,
0: it's, it's, to me, it's the most important thing to pray with someone.
1: But you don't then, need someone to pray the Lord's Prayer with, right? You just need to pray that every day anyway, right?
0: Right. But some people aren't praying it at all or they're they're right. they're they're ignoring it. And then when they ask for prayer and you pray it with them, well, they can't ignore it anymore because you're actually praying it with them. But if somebody doesn't want to pray the Lord's prayer, you can see how what a spiritual mess. They're like. They don't want to hear it. Right. They're doing a lot of things that they know are wrong. They don't want to pray it. But if somebody right. prays the Lord's Prayer with you, that's a, that's a great start. Especially it starts off, Our Father who art in heaven. It's acknowledging mm-hmm. there's one God, one Father, one God. That's why it's it's um. It's it's so important to pray the Lord's Prayer, and um, because it it really it shows a it really shows a person where they're at. Right, and. You don't see many many, many very few to no ministries really do that.
1: They yeah, just don't I I don't I don't know I don't know which ministries I, I can't say which ones are praying the Lord's Prayer. I have no idea.
0: But you don't hear it too often, that's, I that's, I know
1: of a few, but I don't but I, know I, I really don't. I can't say. Go ahead.
0: Right. Just something you don't hear too often.
1: Right. Well, I, yeah, okay.
0: I've, I've never heard a, a show in my life or anything where somebody called up for prayer and they said, well, let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. I've never heard that. Right. That's what I well, would pray also- because, because the person may see why, why they're in this situation. Somebody could be doing drugs every day and they want healing. Right. Well, this would show them. And-
1: and that's a good point. I I've had um, experience with Al Anon, which is a, a a part of like AA, but it's not. It's like AA is for the person that drinks and stuff, and Al Anon is for the person that's been around the alcoholic per se. And those teach the Lord's prayer. Those groups teach the Lord's prayer, and that's all they pray when they're there. They 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 pray the Lord's prayer. Um, and that's what they teach in those groups. So there's 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 different ministry kind of groups out there that are are using the Lord's prayer for people.
0: Well, that's good because it it can really lead them into an understanding of what what's going on in their life. Otherwise, right. you're just praying for a person. You know, God heal this person. Well, why are they sick? What? Why are they at the place where they're at? A lot of things. But it could put them on the right path So I, I think the Lord's Prayer Has is, is been too minimalized I think it's the most important Thing there is But until if somebody doesn't have who, Even who Jesus is right I don't expect them to suddenly Start praying the Lord's Prayer Right It would be the Holy Spirit Showing somebody that And the more the more we think about it The more important it seems to become the more we really think about about the Lord's Prayer, the more we, uh, we see how important it is. We just hit the two minute warning,
1: okay. so if somebody's
0: out there listening to the show and they need prayer for something, pray the Lord's Prayer. Pray it slowly. Well, look, can
1: we just pray it right now for whoever's needing prayer right now?
0: Well,
1: right here, can since we just no pray the in case anybody's out there that wants the Lord's prayer,
0: well, I would. I'm not going to finish it in time. Okay. We only, but if that's basically, it. It it's so I think praying the Lord's prayer is healing in itself.
1: Which I is found in Matthew chapter six.
0: Right, ninety seconds left. We we're, we're almost out of time, but to me, that's the basis of all prayer. I think it's healing in itself to pray the Lord's prayer every day, to pray it slowly and let God, let the Holy Spirit to teach you. Don't just rip right through it. Oh, that's, oh, that's a kid. Amen. No. Pray it slow and let God minister to you. Let him reveal things to you. I think that would be the most important thing a person could do. And especially as Jesus said, this is how to pray. And it was a prayer directed to his father, not to him, not to himself in any way. It's to the father. That's another important aspect of the Lord's Prayer. It's directed directly to God as our father. Jesus doesn't even mention which is another important aspect to the prayer. But we'll talk more about this topic, and we'll. this is a very important subject. How important is the Lord's Prayer? That's a very important question for people to ask themselves today with 10 seconds left. But uh, 10 seconds. Well, anyway, thanks for doing Thank the show, so Lorraine. Much. Yep, I hope Thank we hope, help someone out there. And God bless, good night, and take care.
1: Bye.